This is Imani of Modern Mystic Chronicles podcast, inspiring curiosity and magic through storytelling of modern mystic living, with our story for today's episode, written by Muse, titled Becoming Muse. I traveled through several lifetimes in the course of three years, an epic wedding, the conception of a newsworthy self-care studio, a dramatic exit from religion, the birth of said self-care studio, giving all my stuff away, living in a tent in the desert, a healing festival, abandoning said self-care studio, a life relocation to Mexico, a controversial divorce, a series of terrible decisions, and finally, bliss. I know it's a lot, but I wouldn't change any of it. Let's rewind to what we will call the purpose of this story, the beginning. It was September 2019, and I had just hit the jackpot. I had willed into existence the fairy tale wedding I had always dreamed of. We decided on a brunch wedding in a southern barn. Over 200 of our near and distant friends and family celebrated our love on a beautiful sunny afternoon over chicken, waffles, and mimosas. I was a beautiful bride, barefoot in an off-white wedding gown that shaped every curve of my body and trailed several feet behind me. I truly believed I was in love. Maybe with him? Maybe with the story? Based on what I knew, then it was everything I wanted. We got along, kinda, I think. We looked good together, black couple goals. He cleaned up nicely, leaned on the shorter end of things, yet complimented my petite, four-foot-nine-inch frame perfectly. A politician cut and a charm about him that could move any room. Together we looked like success. In hindsight, I can now see that my commitment to the relationship was a reflection of the deep wounds I had yet to address. The very foundation of our relationship was built on emotional immaturity and a desperate desire to be loved. I like to tell myself we were once friends who needed each other to set ourselves free. While the story doesn't end with a happily ever after for us, it ends with a happily ever after for me. I had everything I thought I wanted, yet I was still unhappy in the dream. I had just married someone I was not in love with, committed to serving as a creative director for a church I had terrible boundaries with, and began the conception of a self-care studio I was using to validate my worth. I was knee-deep in distractions and managed to avoid the fact that I had manifested a reality of deep anxiety, confusion, depression, and disease. March 2020, the whole world shuts down and the pressure of living a lie begins to suffocate me. I had slipped away into a false reality designed by the opinions of others. I had everything I was told I should want, but none of it was enough. My misery led me to question everything, and at that point, I had nothing to lose. Something had to change, so I started to move into inspired action based on the truths that had been so graciously revealed to me. My first step was my decision to walk away from serving in the ministry. This was a deeply compounded decision, as my entire identity at the time was centered around my commitment to the church. Who would I be if I was free? not long after I decided to walk away from religion in its entirety. What was once a safe haven had become a prison. It had become a weapon used to keep me from soaring. 
I received significant backlash for my decision and was told on several occasions to tread lightly and beware that I was walking into my own demise. The funny thing is, they weren't entirely wrong. They just left out the part of the story where my demise would be the thing to ultimately liberate me. I stayed committed to the pursuit of my truth and spent the rest of that year discovering all the things I didn't like and learning about things that I did. It was a rough year for anyone caught in my crossfire. I was so devoted to my own truth that I became very rigid in the pursuit. Anyone who didn't have a hold on their own reality got swept up into mine. November 2020 was the highlight of that year when I had the official grand opening of my self-care studio after a very successful virtual launch that summer. Designed to bring a sense of ease, the neutral color scheme encapsulated anyone who entered with a sense of calm. Everyone oppressed over the 15-foot gold-framed mirror located right near the entry door. A timeless, elegant piece that never quite made sense in downtown San Bernardino. My favorite part was the tea bar we built from an oversized store display we snagged from a Marshall's closing sale. It took three strong men and direction from two strategic ladies to get it in the door. It had several tea options available in these sheet glass containers with names like Harmony, Detox, Blend, and of course, Grounded. Oh, it was immaculate. Everything seemed to be making perfect sense. Each choice to leave something behind manifested into a powerful opportunity of expansion and growth. I was being publicly celebrated for my accomplishments on a major scale. News articles, state accredited awards, large government contracts, press reviews, news interviews, and more. A flame to a fragile identity. I was in a very vulnerable position as I had just made several major transitions in my life. I was praised before I had the opportunity to decide who I wanted to be. I was swept away by the applause and recklessly pursued growth in order to sustain the new high I was receiving from outside validation. I lost a lot of people over the next several months, understandably. Significantly misunderstood, I had to remain even more committed to my truth as the people closest to me accused me of wicked intentions. I was projected with many versions of self, and I had to fervently choose to believe mine. This was one of the most difficult lessons that I would not come into fully maturity of until August 2022. I was deeply wounded by all the loss that in March of 2021, I retreated into sacred solitude and began my quest for healing. I found sanctuary in the bathroom where I would set up sacred bath ceremonies with candles, incense, bath salts, rose petals, essential oils, hot tea, and the perfect playlist. I spent hours in the bath in the pursuit of truth. I wrote, I prayed, I cried, I sang, I healed. I was committed to getting well, and I knew I was my own medicine. I found my grounding underneath the lemon tree on Vine Street, the place I had made home. It wasn't much, but it was mine. I would lay for hours watching the leaves dance, dreaming of a future filled with harmony and bliss. I began to become aware of the reality of my marriage and the fate of my business. Not yet ready to move into acceptance, I continued forward. By July of 2021, I had committed so deeply to my rebirth that I gave everything away and moved to the desert with my then-husband and daughter, who got swept into the entire process. There were several moments of complete overwhelm where either I or my daughter would be prompted to look at the other and say, you in this wild adventure with me? And the other would respond, you know it. During this time, me and my daughter began to form an unbreakable bond that would serve as my strength on my journey to liberation. We lived in a five-meter 
bell tent with a bed, a couch, a writing desk, and our three suitcases with everything we owned. We decorated it nicely and made it home. We cooked in an outside kitchen and washed up in a solar-powered shower. This would be a deeply awakening experience as I was disconnected from most major distractions and had the opportunity to commune with self on a deep spiritual level. I would spend every night laying on the top of the car, tracking the cycle of the moon. Everything was beginning to make conscious sense. I was aware of what was happening and knew that my life was falling apart while simultaneously falling together. I relinquished control and stayed committed to the pursuit of my truth. I went where my heart was leading me. I'm not sure how I managed to pull off a healing festival in the desert during this time of deep healing, but I did. Over 150 people gathered in what was technically my backyard. Many people's lives were transformed for the better that day, while mine spiraled into what would be the most difficult next three months of my life. Thousands of dollars in debt and several bridges burned. I was in over my head and had no idea how to recover. I did the only thing I knew how to do, run. Immediately following the festival, I walked away from my self-care studio and moved to Mexico. A self-fulfilling prophecy. This was the most devastating loss. My intention was only to help, yet I managed to burn everything around me down in the process. I had to move through deep forgiveness of self for what I did not know. This led to an opportunity of deep accountability and profound growth. I didn't always have the answers, but I always was willing to learn. I knew I didn't have it all figured out, but I knew I was healed and headed in the right direction. I kept choosing my truth, even when it made no sense to anyone else. October 2021, after several months of deep healing, I gathered the strength to walk away from the final piece to a chapter of my life I long knew time was coming to an end. Everything I knew to be true came flooding out through a conversation with my daughter. Following a frequently occurring fight between her and my then-husband, she broke into tears crying that she couldn't do anything right now. A truth I had buried for a long time myself. I comforted her and asked her what she wanted to do, and she confidently proclaimed she just needed a break. I knew that if I left, I would not come back. I asked her, what if we found out we're happy apart? In which she responded, then you break up. But what if I don't want to break up? Why would you stay somewhere you don't want to be? I was thousands of miles away from anything familiar and had no idea what the future would hold, yet I knew she was right. Two plane tickets back to California and $47 to my name, I set out on what would be the wildest, most exhilarating, most soul-fulfilling year of my life. For the purpose of the story, we will call this the end. Or was it the beginning? I would spend the next one year of my life stepping fully into Muse, deciding for myself who I wanted to be and creating a life that I love. I learned the most intimate parts of self. I studied every decision that led me to abandon myself in the first place. I forgave everyone who harmed me and healed my deepest wounds. I traveled across the country in the pursuit of an intense, passionate love. I danced with my shadow and came face to face with my greatest fears. I recklessly abandoned every idea of who or what I should be, and I rebirthed myself into who I wanted to be. I found peace in the beginning and peace in the becoming and surrendered to the great unknown. I chose me over and over again, every single time. I know it's a lot, but I wouldn't change any of it. I am proud of who I am. I am proud of who I will be. I will forever be becoming muse, and for that, there is only gratitude. 
Thank you to each and every soul who played a role in my becoming. May the way you remember me be but a reflection of who you are. With love, Muse. Muse has committed the last 10 years of her life to creating opportunities for others to explore their healing journeys in unique and innovative ways. She is founder of Grounded Self Care Healing Studio, which lived from 2019 to 2021 in San Bernardino, California. She was acknowledged for her contribution to the wellness community as a 30 under 30 recipient for the 47th District, Spectrum News, IECN News, West Side Stories News, and on several occasions from local organizations in the city of San Bernardino. Muse continues holding space and building community by teaching others how to live a life of liberation through courses, innovative experiences, and gatherings. She also serves as a creative and strategic consultant for others empowering the community in their own innovative ways. For today's story, I pulled the death card, which couldn't be any more on the nose. The death card is transformation. It is the title of this story. It is the bravery that Muse had to constantly go through cycles of death in order to become more and more her most truest self, to get to the root of who she is on a soul level. I commend her for this process because it is not easy to look at our shadows, to claim them, to own them, to own how they affect others and to release them and to not let them hold us back from finding who does not align with us and trusting that the reflection is being seen in each person along the journey, that each person is getting their medicine. This is a potent story and the death card is a potent medicine. You can feel its energy and Muse's expression of vulnerability. May we all get to experience ourselves in that way. Big love, I'm Ani.